Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline is our friend Andy Hart. He is presented by McFarland Energy. If you need dependable home oil delivery or HVAC work in greater Boston, the North Shore, or the Cape, please visit McFarlandEnergy.com. For those of you that are watching us on YouTube, just type in WEEI in the search bar, watch the live stream there, or on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BostonWEEI. You get to see Andy Hart once again, no visor, freaking me out. Hart, good afternoon. Yeah, I'm in a bit of a slump with the visors with you guys. Yeah. Sorry. Do you need, that guy? Hey, do you need some? I hear Fourier's got a uh, a deal for uh, some old Dominion gear. Maybe we'll get you an <laughs> ODU visor along the way. I'll take any visor I can get. I am a visor. I won't say the word. It's probably bad to say. But, yeah, I'll take any visor I can get. Um, and I also appreciate the music. As any wrestler knows, like, you got to have your music. If you don't have your entrance <laughs> music, like, right? yeah. And you went the wrestling route. Very yes. good. Yes. Play my damn music. Hit well, my damn you were, music. Hit my music. If you, were a, if you were a baseball player, would that be your walk-up song? Oh, no, probably would not. Would you change I, it up for that? Uh, yeah, I would probably have a couple. I'd have, a, like, a rotation. Okay. Yeah, that's a great question. Depending on Rick, your mood. You know, it's funny because uh, Rich Keefe, when I was on with him last night, we are planning down the road to do our top 10 song playlist. He, uh, myself, and uh, producer Stiz, Grimy. So uh, f- I'll have oh, to okay. think about that. My 10 favorite songs of all time. That would be on my. Wow, of all cut time? To, yep. Cut it down to 10. Jeez. What would mine be? That'd be hard. It's going to be fun, though. Okay. So See, how are you doing? Are the things, right? These are the things we do when the uh, football team in town is <laughs> Oh, my God. I know. Isn't that crazy? Get your list together. No I'm tears. I'm you to do a midseason report. No well, midseason we did report. We tried to do midseason awards last night, and it was one of the worst segments in the history of radio. It's like, who's the offensive MVP? I don't know. They all stink. No one. Who's the best? They all stink. They no all answers. have had terrible. That's why you're two and seven. So there's no good answers. So it's a bad segment. It was a, a cliche radio can't even save us. It's only uh, David Andrews is the only answer because he's played the whole time and stood in front of the podium. There you go. There's that's the best pr- I can give you. He's your MVP. He he earned it. Now he's going to Germany. Well, I love how I love how bad it is. Like so, guys get rewarded for like doing the right thing after a loss. Like yeah, that's right. Oh, look at David Andrews. This time I'm out in my pads. Yeah. yeah. Juju becoming a comical uh, uh, personality to me. I can't help it. Juju got big credit for doing what Devontae Parker didn't do. Oh, look at that. Look at him admitting the truth. Wow, what a crazy notion. (laughs) Admitting what we all see. Oh, wait. I think Hart was going to jump in. He was going to question that, uh, well, Juju made a fourth down catch. Parker didn't. Uh, well, but I was also going to question his uh, green sweater that I think he wore to the facility, not expecting that he was going to end the game with a deflected interception that ruined the day. Like, Amazing. poor wardrobe cho- choice. I would have come up with no shirt. I would have literally, just, even if I just had like a t-shirt on or a yep. half shirt, a tank top, whatever, and the fact that he had it over his head, like yep. the memes that were coming out for that were awesome. Snort. Were great. He should have just gotten Belichick scissors that he uses on his sweatshirts and cut the damn neck off that thing because that was he he it was a he good was, look for him figuratively to stand up there like a man good yeah. teammate professional and it was a hideous look for him literally with that green thing on yeah do it in a uniform and uh, save yourself some ridicule so let's start with the news of the day Ugh. Andy Hart what do you make of everything swirling around J.C. Jackson? So the swirling is a good word because the first thing I thought of when this news broke was the three of us sitting on the uh, level at Gillette Stadium for training camp when we were talking about 
guys like Trent Brown and are they holding in, holding out? Is what's he doing? And I think I told you I would have cut Trent Brown at the time. Um, and I think this is the latest example: J.C. Jackson, Trent Brown, uh, Jack Jones. The Patriots, out of desperation, have hitched their wagon to people you do not want to rely on, you do not want to count on. And, you know, Trent Brown, you've kind of had to bend over backwards, tweak his contract, and, oh, he's playing well, but is he? Is he fully engaged? Jack Jones doesn't even want to be here. He'd rather be in jail. He should have pled guilty. J.C. Mm. Jackson, like, and this is... This is something we've never seen. Like, there was always, oh, you want to pop off? Your name's Randy Moss? You're out. You want to pop off? Your name's Jamie Collins? You're out. Like, you were not beholden to guys in the past, right? When Jamie Collins was traded, I remember Devin McCourty saying, we just traded our best defensive player. Why? Because he wasn't fitting in. He wasn't a good soldier. He was worried about Jamie Collins' contract, and he was worried about all his personal things. Now, you're so bad, you can't afford to cut or... Maybe you'll reach the point where you are so bad that you can now afford to cut these guys that aren't invested in the process because the process is so broken. But because you were so desperate at cornerback and offensive line, you have hitched your wagon to people like this. And J.C. Jackson, I mean, the story broke on Sunday, right? How it went so wrong that the GM had to apologize to his locker room yeah. for his 80. And now you're in that world of like of just desperation and, and what it breeds in a locker room. And, and, and Andy, I'm, I'm curious – because you mentioned something, like, I wonder how far he's willing to go. When I say he, I mean Bill. Yep. The whole like cutting off your nose to spite your face. Okay, yeah, you could afford to do this. You could afford. You could send a message by using this guy. You because you could overcome it. You still yep. had enough depth. But at this point in time, I wonder, like, how dangerous is that to continually do that? Because then it turns into uh, I don't know, like the law of diminished return. Like you're sending the message, but you're it's not. You're not teaching any a lesson, and you're suffering because of it. Like, when right. does it so stop? The the Trent Brown's the perfect example. Is he probably your best offensive lineman when he's engaged and he's healthy and he's out there? Sure. Are you getting that at all times? Is that what your last week they didn't have him? Right, Connor McDermott was out there, and you survived. You didn't win, but you survived. It was it was certainly not the worst offensive line performance we've seen this year. That's been the root of a lot of problems for this offense. So I do wonder. What's the breaking point and when it's because I think we are at the point where the second half of this season and in my opinion at a craft level is all evaluation, right? It's watching how these guys handle themselves. Who's mm -hmm. a professional? Who's going to be part of the core? Do Not only is Kyle Duggar coming up on a contract year, but how did he handle when the going got tough? Is he a guy that I want to because I don't know who the core of this team is. I literally if you ask me who do I know is going to be here next year? It's a short list. Like the core that you want to build around, you say Christian Gonzalez. You say Matthew Judon, right, I think, because he's got one more year left. You probably say Ramondre Stevenson, but again, a one-year-left kind of guy. There's not a ton of guys where you're willing to say, that's my core. Those are my 8, 10, 12 guys that the rest of the roster will take their cues from. So I think you're evaluating everything. And then, the Christian, you're right. It's what are you willing to do? How far are you willing to go to prove a point or teach a lesson or build for the future? Because, it, it, and the last thing on this, because Gresh and I were talking about it, don't you think the players kind of know that he's kind of run out of ammo? Yeah. And so like, so it's, now I know he's out of ammo, so now I act up a little bit more. I'm not afraid of you anymore. What are you going to do, cut me? And they know they can't. So right. It, it is kind of like he's kind of, I feel like he's kind of losing power, and I'll end it with that on my end on that one. And remember, <laughs> Gronk said that. 
Remember Gronk brought up, has Bill lost his power? When we were talking again back in August and late July about guys not practicing, guys looking for salary bumps. I, I forgot the exact phrase, but like Gronk was surprised. Wow, Bill's lost power like over the players. Like it was always Bill had the upper hand. Bill had the leverage. Doesn't feel like Bill has the leverage anymore. Um, what about those guys who would potentially hurt their own reputation by acting up thinking, oh, I'll just go right into free agency and I'll be okay. Do you think there is any lasting stink on a guy who might want to go to free agency that doesn't handle their business the right way, considering it still is Bill Belichick, and even though people here might be down on him across the league, people still respect the hell out of the guy? Sure, but the guys that are willing to step in it You don't want don't them anyway. Like, right, like they don't, and they don't think like that. Like They're not thinking, oh, geez. I know I'm done here, but I should probably act like a professional. So that right, right. For, like, but the guys that make those decisions, the Jack Joneses, there's a reason those guys go to multiple colleges and drop in the draft and bounce around as pros. Like, it's who they are. You know the 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 phrase that Mike Reese used years ago. I think it was for Malcolm Butler. When you sign a player, you get everything that comes with that player on and off the field, in the meeting room, the family, the connections, the where they grew up, like. Obviously, the most extreme example is Aaron Hernandez, right? Like, you were getting his past. You were getting his entourage. Like, and teams do a lot of research and try to know these things, whether it's in the draft process or talking about the free agent process. So, yes, there may be some guys that damage their reputation for their future employer, but the guys that are going to damage it don't think um, professionally enough to care about damaging it, if that makes sense. Like, the, those are the ones you worry about because – they're not thinking, and their agents are trying to think for them. Remember the the Johnny Manziel documentary where, like, that guy Aaron Burkhart, whatever the agent was, like, he's bending over backwards trying to save Johnny Manziel from himself because he knows Johnny Manziel won't save Johnny Manziel from himself. You can't trust the player, and I think there's some guys in this locker room you can't trust over the second half of the season. All right, so uh, Adrian Clem has a personal issue that he's dealing with. Um, so the offensive line is now in the hands of Billy Yates, the same guy who was running it last year, right? Mm. Basically, Matt Patricia, but it was really Billy Yates. Um, your defense is down a man. You're taking this long-ass flight to Germany. Um, I can't imagine anybody feeling good about anything. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm trying to manufacture something. I'm trying mm -hmm. to manufacture some, uh, some FE, some fake enthusiasm. But I'm, so, give me a silver lining with this game again in Indy against Indy in Germany. I mean, a silver lining might be just that. I mean, how many times do football uh, coaches and players, even even if it's not the coach, even if Bill has lost the locker room, maybe it's David Andrews, maybe it's Jabril Peppers, maybe it's Jelani Tavai, that are doing just that. Listen, no one thinks we can do anything. We're in Germany. We're, oh, it's we're us against the world. Us against the world. They don't speak the language. We don't. Right. <laughs> I, I actually think there will be probably an attempt to uh, call that together on on Sunday morning our time, and I don't know whether it'll work. Like from what you've seen, are there enough of those guys? Is like Jabril Peppers is the guy to me that really he brings it no matter what. I've been really impressed with the way he plays the game. I think he just loves the game. I think he's an old-school football player who has probably played the same way throughout his life because it's a passion for the game. I think there's other people that are making business decisions or business decisions, as they say, in the business. And I don't know what the ratio of those guys are going to be. Like, how many 
because we know it's always the cliche like the top 15% will always do the right thing. The bottom 15% will always do the wrong thing. And then there's that group in the middle that can kind of be pulled in one direction or the other. Who's stronger in this tug of war that's going on in this this locker room? Does the top 15% pull some of those guys toward them doing the right thing? Or does the bottom 15% pull them in the wrong direction? Uh, there's our guy, Andy Hart. Of course, you can uh, hear him on the Breaking Boston podcast, the Six Rings podcast, the Six Rings postgame show. Whenever Ken Laird needs someone to fill in or that's in true. case Dartmouth High School is not playing a game. Andy Hart is uh, yeah, then available to us. Oh, yeah. that's I Big game you. Thursday night mm-hmm. at Milton. Ooh, Milton. Look out. What are Hart, am I, Hart, just quickly, am I going to be calling a Dartmouth game? Uh, we're game? not doing that. One game at a time, Gresh. This is one game at a time. We don't look ahead. Oh, one game at a time. Listen That's how to we you play now. Oh, I've been around Bill Belichick I'm too long. Sick I'm, like hearing, players. I'm sick I of hearing Bill Belichick say that, but I'll use it for my... You, you are morphing into Coach Wiggins now. Yeah, that stuff is bad until I use it for my team, and then yeah, it's okay. everybody gets a scholarship, yeah. no matter what. Andy I'm not Hart sure it worked now. great for Brockton this year. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, brother. We'll see you, man. Uh, see you, guys. Thank you, thank man. You. There, goes, uh, there goes our guy Andy Hart with us on the uh, Harbor One hotline, and uh, kind of let him go a little he, bit. It was, yeah, was a little was, warbly. I wasn't sure if that was me or him, but yeah, I uh, he feels my he uh, he he sees it the way I see it. What's that? That the uh, bottom fifteen percent of the roster are going to infect everyone else? Yeah, I feel like it's already happened. 